social isolated. I can't even talk. It's, <laughs> That's what happens when you've been social distancing or socially isolated. Uh, I thought we would talk about the top 100 reasons why I'm the best husband. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had been just you know, contemplating, ruminating, uh, cogitating. Irritating. <laughs> you think you're better than everybody. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Getting argumentative with me? Yes. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm married church. to a heretic. <laughs> Preacher, preacher's wife. Mm. Um, <laughs> All right, guys. Welcome to episode 82 of the Walking Closer podcast. You uh, just heard some clips from the last episode, and as, as you can tell, wife and I had a lot of fun. Um, we had a lot of fun talking about some serious things, though. Um, I shared some of my concerns, and uh, I guess really my desires for people who are being challenged by our current situation with COVID nineteen and things. And uh, I guess you can, I guess you can say that it got real with Mindy uh, being transparent about where she was before. All of this social isolation stuff and where she is now. And so if you didn't listen to episode 81, I encourage you to do so before you go any further with this episode because they are tied in together. Like literally, the episode was pretty long and I just I just found a good stopping space to splice the audio and create two episodes. So we are literally picking up in the middle of where we left off in that conversation. Um I know this probably goes against good editing practices, but hey, you know, who said it was anyway? Who made the rules for this stuff? So anyhow, we're just going to jump right back into the conversation. So episode 82. See, that's that's where I come in. That's where my concern is because my work doesn't stop, right? Like there's, oh man, we could just talk. There's so much more. We'll just keep going, and we may split this up into two. But for so many people, there's so many different feelings that are happening right now. And one of the things that's forcing that is everyone's lives have stopped. Um, And one of the biggest things that have stopped, especially in our Western United States culture, should I say, is, you know, productivity, we're not producing as much. We in our individual lives, you know, we're, we're, we're basically raised, we're trained, we're taught, we're molded and shaped to think that it's all about, you know, climbing a ladder and just whichever building you want your ladder propped up against, that's you know, what your career is there and you're going to find your value and your worth and, and so on and so on. And the reality is, and we could talk all day long about, you know, finding your value in Jesus and your worth in God, et cetera, et cetera. But the reality is people still are going to find their value and their worth in their work. Right. We're yes. raised that way. Yes. We are trained to think that way and to ex- our expectations are based off of that. We feel like we, we have value and worth uh, because of the work that we do. The hours we put in, like we put pride in being so busy. Yes. Like we, we take pride in saying, man, I just don't have the time. My calendar is full. And it's actually not something to be proud of at all, honestly. Uh, but again, that's a whole nother discussion. <laughs> but the productivity, that way of life has halted for so many people. 
And now there's all these potentially existential questions that people might have about what's my life worth? Why am I here? You know, um, what's my point? Uh, where do I find my value and my worth, etc.? And, um, you know, for me, my productivity hasn't stopped. It it's changed because I'm not face to face with people, and I do th- I thrive on that. I thrive on face to face connection, being able to walk with people, literally walk with people through things. Um, I thrive on that, and I don't have that now. And so, but the message doesn't change for me. Um, I. I feel like I am a part of the most important work that you could be a part of in life. And regardless of how other people see me, like, okay, so people see me as a preacher, as a pastor or a minister or whatever term people want to put on it. And that means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. But you should ask <laughs> before you define who, what you think your pastor does or your minister <laughs> does or your preacher does, you should ask them first. Please. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, I still have people who are like, so what do you do for a job? <laughs> like, yeah. I, Let me name the things. I listen to people like you. No. Um, <laughs> uh, I joke around a lot. Uh, no, like I, the thing is, is how I see myself and what I do. I have dedicated myself to asking and answering many of the existential questions um, even before I was, before I do what I, you know, am paid to do what I do, I was that person, even as a child. Um, you know, curiosity just has always driven me and about these types of questions. And, you know, I see what I do as someone who is maybe like a connection or a person who can open the door to the possibilities to helping people discover and answer these questions about life and value and worth and why am I here and what's behind all of this, etc. And um, that's what I do. That's what I want to do, help people, to help people to grow, to be better, to become better, to be who they really are made to be, to be what I believe is already inside of them. It's just being being hidden, being blocked out. Walls have been, been, been developed and built up because of life experiences. I don't think good is something people take that's external and, and internalize it. I think it's already in us. We're created to do this. We're created to be this way, and it's just about it being released, coming out, as it were. And so I'm all about helping people do that, right? And so therein comes in, therein lies the 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 you know emphasis on restoring the heart and transformation and um, you know undoing a lot of the doing that culture <laughs> that society has done to us, right? And it makes us believe that our value and worth are in these things, and uh, undoing a lot of the things that our experiences have have done a lot of the baggage that we take along with us um, and help people remove that so they can get back to you know who they're created to be, who they are and, you know, be able to thrive. And then, and then that brings up the next thing, which is I believe Jesus has something to do with all of this. I think he had answers to all of this. I think he was a good example, a demonstration of what that looks like. Um, and so there's the platform, you know, I mean, Jesus is it. And, and so, 
that's who I see myself as. That's what I do. Um, you know, and I will utilize whatever platforms that are available to me to do that. Um, and, and that's that's the core at on the elementary level, the foundation of who I see myself as and what I do. Okay. And situations like this have just simply changed the methods by which I can accomplish. So I still have to put, I still put out a lot of content. I still have things to say. I still want to help people. Um, and considering what these circumstances, what people or what these circumstances are putting people through. Right. Um, you know, those are the things that, you know, I want to tackle. I want to address. Uh, I want to help people through, right? Because I want the people who maybe who weren't, you know, on fire before, I would like to help them. I like to be the spark, right? right? In these moments to help them see, which is why, you know, the message that I put out for Sunday was, was all about that. It was all about, look, all of the debates we've had before, all of the questions you've had about what did this scripture mean, what does the Bible mean by this, et cetera, et cetera, um, all of the theological arguments, all of the theories that we we like to you know toss around, and, and all those things are great, and they can be they can be fun um, for some of us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all of the things that we so focused on before this, in so many ways, really, really doesn't matter a whole lot. Like, what good? Is all of that sitting there inside of a class or listening to a message, looking for particulars to help justify your positions that you already held, or um, you know, giving you some more to do things, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, you know, first I asked, did that even bring you joy? <laughs> but secondly, uh, what good is that right now? Right when right now, the thing that you need, I think, the most is just simply that relationship and being able to sit at the feet of Jesus and just to simply rest in that relationship and to find the joy in that itself, I think is more powerful than anything else. And there's my message right now, right? Like that is the message right now. And I I want people to see that. I want people who weren't on fire, who weren't lit up before this to see that. And I see this as a great opportunity for a fresh start. Right. Right. Yes. Yes. Um, and so, like, this is an amazing opportunity for people to stop and to really think about where they are in their faith and the things that they were doing beforehand. Were they helpful, right? Were those things bringing you joy and satisfaction and fulfillment? Like, were they leading to the abundant life that Jesus talked about, right? Um, Think about what you were doing before and how helpful it might have been or not how it may not have been helpful. And then what are the necessary changes that you need to make now? Like what can you do now, right? Um, And I think those changes are really hard sometimes because it hurts. I mean, this is is where that the changing, where, where change is what we would consider a bad thing. Because it hurts when we think that that pain and that suffering in the change is bad. Um, I mean, right now, the situation, people are suffering. I just broke my chair. (laughs) 
Yeah, people are. Yes, I that mean sh- that does change perspective, right? We people are suffering and we are hurting. There are a lot of hurting people, but um, something that I tell my girls all the time in dealing with, um, well, physical pain and emotional pain, um, is that you know when we have growing pains, you know, like as a kid, your legs. You, you lay in bed oh, and your those. legs Ugh. just start hurting really bad and you can't fix it and you just stay awake all night long because it hurts and you're crying and you know my kids have those growing pains and I'm like honey they it hurts yeah but you're growing right now and and inevitably every time they come back with well but I don't see me growing you know <laughs> I'm not any bigger than I was and I'm like no you're not gonna see it yet but I bet the next time the seasons change and we change out our clothes, I bet some of the clothes that you wore before are going to be too short. And every single time (laughs) they're too short. And so then they get all excited because they've grown. Yeah. And I think that's the same way spiritually. Right now we're suffering. Right now people are hurting. Mm -hmm. The change hurts. But if you'll just walk through it, work through it, mm-hmm. massage it out. Like yeah, you do yeah. your legs, you know, massage it out with some, with, with, with some Jesus time. You're going to see the growth take place and you're going to look back and be like, Whoa, I grew. Yeah. 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 Oftentimes you don't see it until you look back. Right. Yeah. And that's why I think a big, a big part of the message that I have for people right now is, man, just simply take time to sit at Jesus' feet. Now, when I say that, even when I say that, I, I guarantee you, I bet you that lots of people are like, yeah, but what do I do? What do I do? Right? And my answer is nothing. Which is so counterintuitive to our lives. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it goes back to the whole thing with <laughs> with me and Lent. You know, what am yes. I going to give up? Yes. And I finally felt God saying, you're going to do nothing. You're going to give up doing. And I was like, well, <laughs> that's kind of silly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like there is, there is, there is nothing like, how do I explain this? Listen, you know. So let's talk about what we did today um, for our time together as a family today, you know, because you can't gather. And so we're going to take advantage of the opportunity um, to teach our kids some things that, well, that are different and probably things that not necessarily going to be learning on a Sunday although in some places maybe so um so you know I want to teach my kids to have a better more thorough understanding of what prayer is and what that time looks like what the, what it means um because you know so many people think prayer is just simply that time where you offer up your requests and sure that is a part of what it is right I mean make your request known um, and that, that's good. That's a place to start. 
but even that's your faith is going to catapult you beyond that and saying, well, wait a minute, God already knows. And so why am I asking? Right. Uh, which again, discovering the answers to that and the concepts behind all of that catapults you to the next. And that's, that's what faith does. And so I'm explaining all this to my kids. Um, and you know, we have conversations with the kids, our kids, it's, it's constantly, I mean, I'm their dad. They, my kids have no desire to listen to me, any of the additional things that I do. Although our oldest has listened to a podcast or two, but you know, they're not really that interested in listening to any of the additional content that I put out there because like our second oldest said, what dad, you're our dad. We hear you all the time. So, (laughs) which I came back and said, but I'm on there. And so you can listen to me. (laughs) Um, but so this is, a, it's ongoing, okay? And it doesn't make us any better than anybody else. Uh, you know, I'm in ministry for a reason. Let's just leave it at that. Um, but anyways, I'm babbling here. The time we spent this morning was beginning to introduce them to how to be present in the moment. And us adults, we struggle with that. You know who doesn't struggle with that? Our kids, Especially young kids. Yes. Now you well, Mike. You don't know my kid ADHD. Da, da, da. I, I get that. Oh, we get it, and we have that. <laughs> but um, kids are way better at being present in the moment than we are because they've had less experiences and less things, um, less distractions, right? To to enter in them and to take up take up refuge within them, and um, so we walked through that process. Had a lot of explaining to do um i explained to them to think about prayer as just simply that way by which you are being aware of god's presence that you're being intentional about being in his presence yes it it is a part of you making requests but it's so much more than just that as well it is it is about emptying yourself as it were and it is about making a connection with God. So essentially, it's an awareness of God's presence. And anything that you essentially do, like even our worship on Sunday, our gathering, there's some people who do refer to that as prayer. They're praying because that's what prayer is. And it's such a different way of seeing things and of looking at things. But this has afforded us the opportunity to have not just the conversation, but the practice. And so we practiced it, right? We we had a song. I gave them something to focus on. I showed them how to relax and how to bring their mind to the part of their body that was tense, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, it, was all, it was actually a lot of fun. Um, and I, 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 I like being able to take the opportunity to do something different with them on Sunday. Um, it necessarily needs to look different. It's taking advantage of the opportunity that's being provided to do something different, to go a little bit deeper, to catapult them maybe a little beyond that, right? Um, and that's that's just what we did. I mean, that's, that's just what we did, right? And we, and we even took communion. We did communion, and it flowed right into it because it was about focus and intentionality and uh, what it meant. And it it. You know, it was it was really neat being able to have discussions about food and eating and commuting and you know what's all all behind that. But I guess that as an example, as an example of that, um, I hope that people 
or utilizing this time to explore those means and those methods and those ways. Even, you know, even one of our daughters wrestled with the, even the whole concept throughout the time um, and just continuously helping her walk through that, right? Um, and that that's indicative of the fact that there are people who are going to be wrestling with things like this, right? Right, right. It was a very sweet, tender, loving time. Um, I mean, it we spent... Oh man! It was about a, it was a little over an hour, yeah, like the whole thing. I mean, I we didn't, didn't sit and <laughs> <laughs> we didn't contemplate. I had to or... preach, so I had to explain some things, <laughs> right? <laughs> but to hear what each child got out of that experience, yeah, 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 yeah. Given was... the chance to communicate to us during the time, they expressed the images that came to their minds, what they were thinking, etc. Yeah, it was a very sweet moment, wasn't it? And it gave you a glimpse of. Their thoughts on, well, their thoughts on God Mm -hmm. and where they see themselves with the Lord. Yeah. Where they see themselves with themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, it, it was a moment that I would never have been able to have with my children. Um, and it brought me back to that place Mm -hmm. because I don't. I used to meditate a lot and I loved it. It was a sweet time for me. But then I got to that place where the growing pains were just a little too much and I couldn't (laughs) sit in that spot anymore. And so I stopped. And um, so today opened that back up to allow me to massage those, those sore muscles that I've had and to embrace the love of God. Mm -hmm. And, um, it was different, but that different was a good different. Yeah, and you know, and I was really, really intentional about helping them understand that what you were accustomed to seeing on Sunday, um, that's not the only way, and that's not the only thing. And helping push the parameters of how even they even define some of that stuff, right? Um, and again, I'm not knocking it. I'm not saying it's not beneficial, not good, but in these circumstances, taking the opportunity to instruct and demonstrate for your children uh, deeper levels of, of of faith and of connecting with God and of being. And again, that was another thing that was extremely important, right? It was teaching them what it looked like to be present. Remember, we had a couple of examples, of that, and you could see light bulbs clicking off. We talked about how when a person is constantly thinking about the past or the, pre- or the future, they're not in the present. Um, another example was, you know, when you're arguing with people and how, <laughs> when you're not listening to what the person is saying, you're, you're waiting to, you're, you're already thinking about what you're going to say. You're not really being present in the moment, right? You're waiting for that chance and, um, not being present in the moment and the problems that it causes. I mean, it was, it was a beautiful time. I absolutely loved it. In fact, during our time of, 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 of meditation, which we, there was a song that's, um, it's called just breathe. I think it was called just breathe or breathe. I think is what it's called. And it's like a five, six minute song. And it's written from the perspective of God saying, Hey, just breathe, just breathe, come and rest at my feet. Right. Um, Make your home in my heart, et cetera, et cetera. It was, it was, it was beautiful. But during that time, um, all I was thinking about was how much I absolutely loved doing this 
with my family. I absolutely love doing this with my kids and seeing their experiences and seeing their reactions and walking them through this. And so it was a beautiful time for me. Um, now, and I'm, I'm not, again, that doesn't make us any better than anybody else. It just makes us us, right? And <laughs> yes. you don't have to do us. Don't do us. You do you. Right. You know, do right. you. You be, you, you just do you. Um, <laughs> but it is an example of some things that you can do. Um, and, and I get that if you've never thought about what else you could do, it's foreign territory, right? But again, I hope that you're at least considering and experimenting and wondering what can I do. And in fact, look, you want examples, if you want to know ideas of what you you can do, look, you just you contact me. Like you if you're listening to this and you know my wife and I personally, you contact us personally. Otherwise, you just send me an email at adam at walkingcloser.com. I I'm telling you, um there are so many resources and so many different ideas uh, to explore. And yeah, that's exactly what you can do. Explore it. It's not about perfection. It's about learning about where you are and how you can become more present to who you are in these moments, in the reality of living in the presence of God. In Him we move, we live, we have our very being, right? Um, well, one of the things, um, our youngest daughter prayed today during our worship time and in her prayer, she said, thank you for letting us have church kind of. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And Oh boy. I got a lot of work to do with that one. (laughs) I thought, you know, (laughs) this is a perfect opportunity for her to see that, Church isn't just what you see on Sundays. Yeah, yeah. This is the, this is church. This is life. And this is us being the church. Mm-hmm. And this was her first time really, I think, experiencing that mm-hmm. where she was understanding. I mean, yeah, we've done yeah. church at home before, but she's now at that age where she's starting to really process things mm-hmm. and she she kind of wrestled with that. Like, well, we didn't sing any songs. Mm-hmm. And she's my singer. I mean, I, I feel her. I get it. But she was trying to equate what we do on Sunday with this is church and this is how we're supposed to do it. Mm-hmm. And so it was really good for her to kind of be able to branch out in a safe place mm-hmm. and to experience something different, but very real and tangible to where she could experience the presence of God outside of, you know, the church building or church camp or, you know, anything having to do with the quote church. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We're even struggling with how to talk about all of this, you know, we use so many words interchangeably. Right. Um, And that's actually confusing to our kids. But, you know, nevertheless, it is the world we live in, and it's up to us to think beyond, to be, to be challenged beyond, and allow our faith to catapult us beyond where it is. Um, and I think that that is the mark of, of good, good faith, of good religion, of good tradition, of good ritual, whatever you want to call it, whatever term you want to put to it, um, it catapults you beyond the thing itself. Right. Right. 
which is again goes back to the whole when we we're talking about what we do on Sunday and our devotional times and you know, whatever else that we're doing. Like I, I hope that the thing that we did this morning ends up being a catalyst to help catapult our kids and even us at some point on some level, right? Um, beyond where that was. Yes. And I guess again, I just I really hope people are taking advantage of this time and allowing their faith to be catapulted or to catapult them beyond where they are. You know? Yeah. You know? Maybe catapults too. I mean, because you think catapult, you're you know you're going flying through the air and you don't know where you're going to land. <laughs> maybe maybe it's a more gradual change, but I think people get the point. When you look back, you don't notice the change. But when you look back, you might as well have been catapulted because you did not see this coming. Right. 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 So yeah, I really hope that I really hope that people are taking advantage of this time to challenge themselves and to wrestle with these things. And to come up with some new norms and new ways that that way when when things let's just say it this way when the social isolation is over with and whatever things look like that they won't that whatever it is that you find whatever it is that you figure out in the here and now yeah will make a difference when that happens right but that's the future. Let's just focus on the now, right? And what can we do now um, to help us, right? To focus on just finding joy in thinking about and dwelling upon and dwelling in and sitting at Jesus' feet and, you know, <laughs> just enjoying that. You know, just, just enjoying it. And, and I... Yeah, just enjoying it. I could say a whole lot more, but I really hope. That's my hope. That's my hope. It's my concern, but it's my hope, if that makes any sense. Completely. Yeah. So, yeah. There it is. Episode 81. Um, <laughs> and possibly episode 82. <laughs> I am actually at a loss for words right now. Can you believe it? Yeah, that effect on people. <laughs> <laughs> I am not full of myself. I promise. I just like to joke. Okay. <laughs> so, with that being said, yeah, I, I really benediction. Maybe I really, yeah. May, may you find a new found sense of hope and trust faith in Jesus through these times so grace and peace and we'll talk to you soon <laughs> <laughs>